You. Okay, sorry, Mom. Uh, here we go. Chapter one. Andre, put the slide up. There's a motion for this. Can you guys show me which one it is? Oh, do you see the, do you see the downward arrow? Okay. And now we're all going to read this. This is the first chapter of God's story. Ready? Adults, kids, we're going to read this part. This is what our elementary students are learning. Creation. A good and holy God made a good and perfect world. So we would say, wow, God, you're amazing. Awesome. Chapter two. Sadder chapter. You guys ready? Fall. Okay. Broken. Adam and Eve said no to God. And now the world is broken. Sin separates us from God. And we need a hero to rescue us. We need a hero, don't we? We need a rescuer. Is the story over? Oh, it's not. Okay, let's keep going. Promise. Promise. God promised to send a hero to take our sin Fix our brokenness. Very good. That's a good promise, right? Next chapter, rescue. Rescue. Okay, like this. God kept his promise and sent Jesus to be. Man, that's good news. Okay, story over? No. no. Oh, okay, next. This is the chapter. Hey, this chapter is the one we're in right now. Isn't that crazy? Like, this is the chapter that we get to play in God's story. We are his church right now. Ready? Church. Back to Arrow. If we and, and trust Jesus as our hero, God rescues us makes us part of his new family, the church, and gives us his spirit so we can be more and more like Jesus. Last chapter. Very good. New creation. We're waiting for this one. We're waiting for it. We want it to happen. We know it will. Here we go. Jesus will rescue people from all over the world and make a new heaven and new earth where we will live with him forever with no more sin and brokenness. Awesome, very good. Okay, that was, the, that was the time you were allowed to stand on the pews and now it's over. You can sit back down. Okay, hey parents, adults, singles, old people, no one? Okay. That right there, we need that. That's our, the story we're living in. And uh, that is in small part the deposit. If we could get that into the hearts of our kids, that's amazing. We have these little magnets. If you don't have a magnet, you can get the whole story on a little magnet that, that we made. Now, we are going to look at the story of Ruth. Ruth, okay. Um, Ruth, let's... There she is. That's, that's what she's going to look like today, okay? Ruth, Ruth is somebody, why did I just, why did we just do the whole story? Ruth is someone who, who knew that she was a part of that big story that we just went through, 
and that she was going to play a small part in God's big story. Ruth is a book about how our little stories are a part of God's big story. That's what we're going to look at today as we look at the story of Ruth. But before we do that, you got to stand on the pews. Now we're going to play a game. You guys ready? This is a super fun game. I'm actually like genuinely really excited that we get to play this game. Here's how this goes. We are going to take a picture. We're going to look at this picture. It's something that's very familiar to you. But it's zoomed in really, really close. And you don't, maybe don't know what it is. So here we go. Kids, adults, anybody. Sorry about the old people. I don't know why I said that. It was kind of weird. Um, everybody. What do you think you see right here? Shout out. Grass? Gra to okay, let's do the next, next, next picture. Toothbrush. You were right. Chewy is right. You were right. Very good. Do you get, does everybody see it now? Everybody see it? Okay, let's do another one. I got actually quite a few. Let's do another one. Here we go. Cereal. A pear? A pear? Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Ready? Hands up. Do the turtle. I heard some turtles. I heard some turtles. That was good. Okay. Okay, let's be, let's get the next one. What is that? What do you think that is? Good guesses. Good guesses. Okay, we're going to do quiet again. Ready? Shoop, shoop. Waiting for everybody. Okay, Andre, let's look at it. It's a light of a really cool looking car, actually. I don't know. Is that a Porsche? I don't know. It's really cool. All right, let's do it. We, I got some. You guys, you guys want to be done or you want to do some more? More? Okay, let's do some more. Here we go. What's that? Turkey. A turkey? It looks a little gross, actually. It's not gross. <clears throat> I like this one. It's so obvious when we zoom out. Show them. It's a pencil. Oh, my goodness. Bubba here had the right reaction. He's like, that's it. It's like so obvious once you see it. How many more we got? Like two, three? Let's do some more. Keep going. What's that? Baseball. Baseball. Good guess. Yeah. Good guesses. Okay, let's do a drum. Let's do a drum roll. You need a drum roll on the pews. Oh, he already gave it to us. Never mind. Isn't that cool? Now you see it. Now you see it. Okay, let's do another one. I think this is the last one. Hey, last one. Last one. This, this might be my favorite. A what? Okay. Quiet. Listening time. Shh, shh. Everyone quiet. Shh. Here we go. This is my favorite one. Oh. It's like once you see it, you're like, come on. It's right there. There's the eyes. Okay. Okay, that was great. Super good guessers. What? I actually do have another one at the very end, a sneaky one. Good question. Okay, hey, go ahead and pick, pick your hands up. Put your hand over your mouth just to remind your mouth to be quiet if it needs reminding. Here we go. Why did we just play that little game? When we were zoomed in really close to the little picture, 
when we were zoomed in, it was really hard sometimes to make sense of what it was. It, was, it wasn't always clear. But once we zoomed out, suddenly it all makes sense. It's kind of very similar to our own stories, our lives. Sometimes it's hard for us as we're zoomed in, as we're like in, in our day to understand why is this moment important? Why does this matter? Adults, what does your average Monday feel like? Does it feel like the zoom out? Oh, I understand all of why this is happening. Or does it feel much more like the zoom in? What is going on? God, please help me make sense of this. Yeah. Ruth, let's look at Ruth again. Let's introduce Ruth. Here's a picture of Ruth. Ruth is going to help us make sense of this and her story. I'm going to teach you the Ruth mantra. Here we go. I want you to read the bold with me. Even when we can't see it, our little stories are a part of God's big story. Even when we couldn't see it, the zoomed in, there was something bigger going on. So here's the story of Ruth. We're going to look at the whole story today. Here we go. I've got pictures for you guys. You can, you can watch. So Ruth lived in a country called Moab. Moab. And she was married to a guy who was part of God's special family called the Israelites. Look, that's, aren't, they look happy together. That's, that's her husband. But very sad part right at the beginning of the story. Super sad. Her husband dies. Look, she's alone. Her husband died. But not only did her husband die, but her husband's daddy died too. And now we have two ladies, Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, without husbands. So we have both of them. They're super sad. It is super sad. And right now, in this moment, I bet it's really hard for Naomi to, to think, how is this a good part of my story? How can I be a part of a good story right now? But what do you... What, is she, what do you think she's going to learn? She's going to learn the Ruth mantra that even when we can't see it, say it with me, our little stories are a part of God's big story. So this is really surprising. Ruth, even though she's really sad, she chooses to be a faithful daughter to her mother-in-law, to her friend Naomi, she could have stayed in her country. Anyone remember what her country's name was? Moab. Moab. She could have stayed there. But instead, she chooses to go with Naomi. And you know what she tells her? She tells her this amazing phrase. I'm going to read what the Bible says, she says. She says, Naomi, your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. That's a pretty powerful phrase, isn't it? It's pretty cool that she was able to say that. She's choosing to be faithful, choosing to trust that God is writing a bigger story, even though she can't see it yet. So the two women, they start traveling. They have to do a long journey. And they travel, that's them traveling. They travel back to Bethlehem. You've heard of that city, town. They go back to Bethlehem. And when they get there, another sad part of the story, back then it was extremely hard for women to find work. It's really sad. It was really hard. And they were actually hungry. Now, some of you can imagine being hungry when you woke up, but then you have breakfast and you're not. But they were hungry and weren't sure 
if they were going to get food. They're sitting here wondering, are we going to eat? Usually, back then, women were taken care of by their husband or by their dad. And right now, because they don't have a husband or a dad, they're actually wondering if they're going to have enough food to survive. Who's going to provide food for them? They need a rescuer, don't they? They need a redeemer. Right now, things don't look good for them, but let's just remind ourselves, what do they need to remember? Even when we don't see it, our little stories are part of God's big story. So Ruth does something. She does something about it. She goes into a field. Do you see, what is she holding? Kids, can you see what she's holding? Grain. Grain. I'm going to teach you a word. Say this word with me. Gleaning. Can you say gleaning? Gleaning is what she's doing. She is going to a field where the farmers have already picked the grain and she picks up the stuff that's left over. Okay? She is, she's gleaning. And she worked really, really hard. She worked, she got up in the morning, went to the fields, worked all day, and barely even took a break. Now, somebody noticed this. You know who noticed it? A guy named Boaz. Can you say Boaz? Boaz. Fun to say. He told Boaz was the owner of the fields. And Boaz noticed Ruth. He saw her. And you know what he told his workers? He said, hey, I want you guys to take some of this grain and I want you to actually leave it for her. I want you to like throw it in front of Ruth so that she can have some grain to eat. That's really kind of him, isn't he? Boaz happened to be a great guy, maybe one of the best guys in Bethlehem. And the Bible says that Ruth just happened to go into his field. Now, do you think that was a coincidence? No. Do you think maybe God was writing a story here? Even when we can't see it, our little stories are part of God's big story. So if anyone was going to rescue Ruth and Boaz, it's probably going to be Boaz. And that's because Naomi tells Ruth, hey, Boaz is actually a part of our family. He is a part of our family that could rescue us. He might be the rescuer, a redeemer. Now, kids, when I say rescue and re rescuer or redeemer, who do you think of? Do we have a rescuer, a redeemer? We do. We have Jesus, don't we? Does Boaz kind of remind you of Jesus a little bit? Like coming in and helping and saving? Hmm. We'll come back to Jesus in a minute. Okay. So back to Naomi. Naomi, let's do this next picture. Look at her. Do you see her? What's she doing? Do what she's doing. Do it. Hmm. She is scheming. She is planning. She has something up her sleeve. She says, she's getting excited. And she says, Ruth, I have a plan. I have a, I have a plan. It's actually a crazy plan, and it's kind of brave. Actually, it's very brave. It's a very brave plan. I'm not going to go into the whole plan. Andrew will next week. But Ruth, Naomi says, Ruth, I want you to go. You can show the picture, and I want you to actually sneak. She says, I want you to do some sneaking. And Ruth sneaks to Boaz's house now, even though it's in the Bible, 
That doesn't mean that you're allowed to sneak into people's houses, okay? But in this moment, it was a really brave plan. She sneaks into his house and she wakes him up. And Boaz is like, whoa, why is Ruth in my house? And Ruth says, uh, let me actually read this because it's important. Boaz asks Ruth, who are you? And you know what Ruth says? Ruth says, I am your servant. And then she does something really brave. She looks at this guy and she says, and you, very good, and you are my family redeemer. Pretty bold, right, from Ruth. She's saying, you are my rescuer. And Boaz was very impressed with how brave Ruth was. And now Boaz understands the story God is writing. Ruth wants Boaz to marry her so that she and Naomi would be taken care of. Yeah, I know. Isn't that awesome? And guess what? Boaz agrees, and they have a wedding. Who likes weddings? Yeah. Super fun. So they get married. Now, hands back up. Great. Listen up. This is awesome. This is really important. Ruth, where was Ruth... Where was Ruth from? Moab. So she was not an Israelite. She was not a part of God's special family. But she wanted to follow God anyway. And because she married Boaz, she got to officially be a part of God's family. Ruth and Boaz both have these kind of ordinary little stories but they both choose to be faithful. They choose to do the right thing. They choose to trust God with their story. And their little stories become very obviously connected to God's big story. Before we do the last part, we're gonna play that game one more time. Watch. Let's do the, let's do the game, the last. Shell, a shell, ice cream. Do you want it to be ice cream? Yeah? Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Go ahead. It is ice cream. It is ice cream. Okay, hands up. Hands up. Why do we, I wanted to remind you of the game. Watch. Look, we have one more picture. When we look at the little zoomed in picture of Boaz and Ruth, we might think, oh cool, it's just a little couple. Just a little happy family, just got married, great. But guess what? When you start zooming out, they have kids, and those kids have kids, and then those kids have kids, and guess who is the great grandson of Ruth? Somebody that you know that came from Bethlehem, and it's not the most important person, it's King David. David, very good. Look, that's King David. So Ruth. Suddenly, her story is not very small. That's like the best king that God's special family ever had. And then King David has kids, and they have kids, and they have kids. And guess, you get it? Where is it going, Emma? Who is coming? Tell us. Jesus is coming. That's the last one. Ruth is the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. Isn't that crazy? So when you're in the story up close, you're like, okay, maybe this is interesting. You zoom out and you're like, no way. God is writing a big, big, 
big story. Let's do the mantra one more time. Even when we can't see it, our little stories are a part of God's big story. So this is what's important. Tomorrow when you wake up and you, the first, for the first time, have to obey your mom or dad, that's not a tiny thing. That's a big deal. You're actually playing a part in God's story. If somebody is lonely at your school and you decide to go to them like Boaz did to Ruth, you are playing a part of the biggest story in the whole world. Emma, do you want to say something? Yes. Go ahead. If you don't go to school tomorrow, because it's Memorial Day, that could happen on Tuesday. That's true. That's a very good point. Adults, listen. Adults, everything matters. There are no little people, no little places. Francis Schaeffer wrote a little book on that if you want to read it. Everything matters. Every single decision that you make matters. I also want to say your pain matters and your longing matters. And it's not insignificant. It doesn't mean you're forgotten. Now, we all know that's why we're in community. We got to be reminded that it might not be resolved this week or in a decade or on this side of eternity. But God is writing a bigger story. And we can trust him that he's writing a good story. Okay. We're going to pray. This time, hey, we don't have to do this, but today we're going to close our eyes and we're going to bow our heads. Just a way for us to like silence our minds. So everybody, here we go. Ready? We're going to close our eyes. We're going to bow our heads. If you need to, maybe even put your hands together just so that you can totally relax them. Okay? I want you to do this. Take a deep breath in. Ready? Our little stories... Now that I breathe out, are part of God's big story. Those are called breath prayers. Very good. Let's breathe one more time in. God is writing a story. Breathe out that you are a part of. God, thank you that we can trust that you're writing a really good story. We don't see the end, but we know... <clears throat> We know that because of the Jesus part in the big story, we can trust that you care and that you see us. And we can trust you for Memorial Day Monday and Ordinary Tuesday that you're writing a good story. Help us trust your spirit. Amen. Family, I want to take this moment. We're going to respond like we always do in singing, at the table, uh, in giving of our finances, but I want to ask, ask you to respond to this message in one other way, by giving to our kids, by joining our team of people that are discipling our kids, okay? Every week we have a team of people in Soma Kids, this is their vision, I think I have a vision statement, uh, actually go back to that vision statement, uh, where we want to see, oh, I can't, let me just read it. To create a safe and fun environment where children can learn how to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, do what Jesus does, and where adults are equipped to disciple children in everyday life. 
Now, we've had a lot of new families. I know right now it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a little more sparse. But we've had a lot of new families coming, and we actually need more disciple makers. And so I told our excellent team that I would take this moment to ask you to prayer, prayerfully be a part of that team. I'm a part of that team. I go back there occasionally. If you can go back there on just like a certain rhythm, it does not matter if you have kids, if you're younger, if you're older, we actually would love for everyone to be a mother and father to our kids. And so um, you can reach out, you'll get a little note about this in our newsletter. I would love for you to be able to do what I just did, what we just did together and invite our kids to be in the greatest story that God is writing. It's a really amazing privilege. Honestly, we'd love for everybody to, to be a part of it, okay? Um, we're also gonna uh, respond by taking communion. Now, usually our kids are in the back when we take communion. So we really are done. I know that we're getting w the wiggles, even the adults. Um, I'm just gonna say a brief thing. We haven't done a lot of teaching on communion, but there's two different postures about kids coming to the communion tables, and I could make a really compelling case for both. One is they should come. They should come and be reminded of what Jesus did. The other is maybe they shouldn't come until they understand and have expressed that Jesus is Lord and have been baptized. I actually, with our kids, we've taken the latter stance, okay, just to remind them weekly when they don't go, they ask, why can't I go? And I say, well, this is for people who have fully trusted that Jesus is Lord. Now, you can take either posture right now. We're not like heavy-handed. I just want to make sure that uh, you guys are intentional and talking to your kids about what communion is. So right now, I'd love for you to stop what you're doing. If you're a parent, you can turn to your kids and talk to them briefly about what communion is. If you're not a parent, you can turn to somebody and say, hey, peace be with you. Are you going to the table and have a brief conversation uh, about, um, about communion, okay? So go ahead and turn to your kids, if you have kids, and talk to them about, about communion. <clears throat> Okay, hands up and other hand over your mouth. Let's try it again, hands up. All right, listen, this is the invitation to the table. The, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this. Eat this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So right now, what we're doing as we come to the table is we're telling that big story by eating a meal. That's what we're doing. So I'll invite you to come to the, to the middle, like my son here, and then walk down this way. 
grab the elements, go back and eat the meal with your little huddle. If you want to be alone, just put your head down. That's fine. Um, but if you can, group up and take the meal together with someone in our church family. All right, come down the middle here. <clears throat> families do it differently we we can talk about it we 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 wait until our kids get baptized to go to the table um and that's how like emma does it and so some families do it like that it's not a big deal but i want i want you to be able to have the conversation when did you used to do it oh really oh i didn't Oh, I didn't know that. Um, well, let's, um, let's not do it today. Let's talk more about it after. We don't, we, some of the, most families don't have the kids eat the, the elements. Yeah, eat bread and, and like eat wine. Until they're baptized. Because then it's like a big party after you're baptized. Okay, let's get baptized. We need to do it soon. We need to do it soon. Careful, careful, don't hit his head. Don't hit her head. Hey, brother. Good to see you. Well done, sir. Thank you. I do too. I'm not going to compliment your clothes because I would do it every time. like a Catholic oh, priest. Precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood Are you ready to go? Yep. 
You don't read that, but you can just look up. Okay. I'm going to go with you because i got one more announcement. You can come up with me and then I'll hand you the microphone, okay? Yep, you just at the very end say, have a great week, and then you walk down. All right, today we have Georgia, um, who's going to give our benediction today. Before, I, before you do that, you can hold this microphone and get ready. Uh, one last announcement. We do have the shorter gathering, and then we have a, our family partner lunch over here uh, in the, the room right across the way. Um, that is for people who have said, yeah, I want to be a part of Jesus' church in this city with this with this church family. Um, so that is what the lunch is for. It's not meant to be an exclusive lunch, but we are um, uh, a church family who emphasizes the fact that, that we believe that in order for you to be a part of Jesus' church, you can't just be a part of it like kind of generally, but you actually, he puts you in a specific family. And so it's just our way of saying, hey, let's covenant together. And so there is this like a little track that we do for you to become a family partner. It's, it's just a two-week track. We talk about who we are in Christ and how we engage in his mission. If you have questions about that, you're like, oh, man, I don't get invited to the lunch, uh, you can come talk to me because um, it's nef- definitely not to be holding people away from the lunch. It's rather just like with the table. It's inviting people to it. So you can totally talk to me if you have questions about that or any of our leaders. Last thing, uh, if you need prayer today, we have people at the end of our gatherings in that corner, in this corner, in this corner, if you see somebody intentionally, awkwardly standing like this, they're not sad or alone, they're available, okay? All right, so they'll be there. And I think that's it for me. I'm gonna go sit down so that you can like say this even to me. I wanna be benedicted, all right? You ready? Okay, here we go. Family, our benediction this week is this reminder from Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's good news, right? Remember, brothers and sisters, your little stories are a part of God's big story. Have a great week.